Hi, I'm Jess Thompson. I'm the founder of My Grateful. My Grateful is a social enterprise where refugees from around the world teach their traditional cuisines to paying customers. Uh, during the pandemic, we have had to cancel all our cookery classes. So we've now gone online, we're teaching cookery classes online, and we've also started this weekly podcast. So every Monday at 5pm, I'm going to be interviewing a different My Grateful Chef. We have 32 chefs in total from all over the world. They all have incredible stories and wisdom to share with you. So this is a very exciting opportunity. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Today, for the first episode, we have the amazing Ahmed Sino from Lebanon, who's going to be sharing with you some of his wisdom. Thank you so much everyone for joining us. Uh, Ahmed, it's great to have you here and thank you for making the time. Um, to start off, would you like to just introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Ahmed Sunno, originally from uh, Lebanon. I am an asylum seeker and member with Migrateful where I teach uh, Lebanese cookery classes. Great, thank you. Um, can you tell us a bit more about your journey with My Grateful? When did you start? How have you found the experience? Uh, I joined My Grateful in September 2019, which is almost a year and a half now. And I came uh, to My Grateful by a friend. She recommended uh, this organization to join. And that happened after I made the Lebanese uh, dinner to support an organization called Local Welcome. When she found my passion in cooking, so she recommended me to contact uh, you, Jess. And that's what happened. And uh, you replied to me like maybe second day or third day, and I went to the chef training after that, and I became one of the family. Great. Thank you. Um, how have you been found finding lockdown? How has the COVID pandemic affected you personally? Uh, being on a wheelchair, the effect of lockdown was actually, I think, harder harder than others because I can I cannot move, I cannot do my shopping, and especially I was. Uh, I was uh, nominated, uh, not nominated, I was being a high vulnerable person due to my circumstances. So I'm not allowed to leave the house for 12 weeks. And so far it's almost six weeks. Uh, I am not going out at all. My medication are being dropped to me by, uh, by the fire bridge of, uh, through the council. And I receive a weekly uh, food parcel only so that to keep in the house and to keep me safe. And I find that uh, real, I, I really appreciate that. Great. Um, so one of the things that a lot of people have been commenting on is the fact that um, if you're an asylum seeker in the UK, you, are, you get 37 pounds a week to survive off. Is that correct? Um, uh, yes. So the idea- Yeah, but in my case, yeah. Uh, in my case, I don't receive them cash, but I receive them as a, as a voucher where I can only buy ingredients with them or like only buy them. I don't receive them as cash because 
I am considered to be as a section four, and by law, section four, they don't receive the the benefits in cash, but they receive them in a way as vouchers in order we can purchase things through them. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that don't know, if you're an asylum seeker in this country, um, you are you can't legally work until you've been offered refugee status. Um, and the Home Office expect you to live off £37 a week. Um, and Ahmed's been talking to me about how trying to live off that amount, especially during COVID, has been particularly difficult. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that, Ahmed? Yeah, like uh, before, when I used to go shopping, uh, £37 used to be barely enough. But now with the increase in, uh, in prices, I'm giving my card to a uh, housemate that lives with me over here to go and get me my ingredients. And he noticed that there's increase of approximately 30% in the prices. So the 37 pounds are not getting me the same amount of ingredients that I used to have before. But from the other side, I'm having the parcels from the NHS that is kind of making things almost equilibrium. But for other asylum seekers, they may not be eligible to these, uh, to these food parcels and think they will be struggling. Mm. Um, so Ahmed, today is a very memorable day for you, um, which actually happens to be a complete coincidence that I asked Ahmed to do this interview on the 11th of May at 5 p.m. Um, can you tell us why it's such a, a big day for you today? Actually, approximately at this time in Lebanon from 12 years ago, I was shot and uh, I became on a wheelchair. And approximately at this time in Lebanon, around 7.30 or 7.20, I was shot. So like you had chosen the perfect time for my injury. And I was really shocked when he said the date. Uh, and I wasn't going to do this interview. But then I said, no, let's, let me do it because I don't want to run from facing uh, this fear or, or at least to be by myself in this period, especially usually is to be with my friends. And now I am away from my friends because we cannot be with them. So at least I can share my... I can share my sadness and maybe disappointment in life with you through the family of My Grateful, to all those who are following us, as if I'm not alone. Mm. So as if, as if all, all of you are with me, guys. Um, if you don't mind, could you tell us a bit about your story, 12 years is quite a long time, and how? what's that journey been like for you? Uh, this journey had ups and downs, just like any phase in life. Uh, and I am not the one who, who suffered in life. I am sure a lot of people had also suffered. But so far, I had been lucky to find good people who support me, such as all my friends, such as the family of my grateful, such as my brothers, my family. 
and uh, having particularly first my friends who were next to me when I first came to the UK I met amazing friends uh, from Omar to Eileen uh, to Ali to Ismail to Imad to Noor all those were actually my first family in the UK and they played a huge role in me in trying to fit in that, in that society and then comes through my grateful where I found another family that was by my side and still by my side and especially you Jess when I was about to become homeless you said your famous uh, sentence that no family members of my grateful will ever be homeless and you offered me to come and live in your house so just by you telling me this it really showed what a great leader you are and it really meant a lot to me as if you offered me a mansion or a palace uh, really i felt you by my side so thank you just Thank you, Ahmed. Um, how have you found cooking with my grateful particularly useful through your journey? As an asylum seeker, you don't have anything to spend your time. So just you wake up, you sleep, where you reach a phase where you stop counting the days. You don't know what day we, what day it is. You don't know the date or what day of the week it is because all your days are the same and you don't have anything to do or to fill your time. But with my grateful, when I used to have uh, a cookery class, that date used to be like a target for me. That date used to highlight for something in my day to just wake up, to focus, to do something. My grateful had, give, had given me a target a target to wait for, a target to prepare, a target to achieve, a target to meet new people and to socialize and to be able to introduce the Lebanese, uh, the Lebanese food to all those who are interested in. Great. Um, what is your favorite Lebanese dish, Ahmed? Uh, I eat all types of food, but concerning my favorite dish, it's actually related to the to the period that I am passing and to how psychologically I am feeling. Uh, but the, now lately, I'm cooking a dish that a, a one of my best friends had taught how to do it. And he passed away from almost a month and a half by heart attack. And it's a Palestinian dish called Kalayid Bandura, means uh, a pan of tomatoes of the, or tomatoes. And recently, this had been one of my favorite dishes because it reminds me with Malik. Malik was one of the bravest people I ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Is that the dish that you've been teaching in the online cookery classes? Uh, no, that uh, dish is uh, beans. It's two beans. And that dish, uh, I was kind of learned by my grandma because she used to do it a lot. 
and I loved it. And I think that was one of the earliest dishes that I cooked by myself. Because it's so simple and I like it. Amazing. Um, I'd like to say a massive thank you to Ahmed because due to COVID, my grateful had to cancel all of our cookery classes, which is how we get all our income to fund the charity. Um, and that very day he rang me up and said, we need to do online cookery classes. Um, and he was so determined that within a couple of days, he'd already organized to do this online cookery class. Um, and it was just so amazing to have his energy to kind of find a solution to how we can manage through this period. Um, and yeah, now the, the online cookery classes seem to be going very well. So thank you, Ahmed. Uh, thank you, Jess. Could you tell me a bit more about how you learned to cook? Uh, my mom passed away when I was at age of 16 to 17 at this age. And I am the youngest in the family. So I had to learn how to cook in order to eat and to make the dishes that I like. So that was actually the, the spark for me to start cooking. And uh, when I joined Lebanese Red Cross as paramedic, I, had, uh, I was a team leader. I was responsible for almost 15 paramedics. And during the weekend or an hour shift, like we had to eat. So I used to cook for the entire team. And that had actually given me more, uh, more, more love to cooking and more, and more satisfaction and trying your recipes and being able to produce uh, nice food. So it was actually a combination of uh, life and, uh, and friends from Red Cross. Mm. Great. Um, so Ahmed is one of the, the most inspirational, wise people I know. Um, he always has amazing advice whenever things are challenging for anyone. Um, and I just wondered if you could, if you were to sum up your life philosophy um, which I know your life philosophy, I've heard it many times and it always really moves me. Um, do you think that you could share with people today your biggest life lessons? Uh, my biggest life lesson, I think it was, or it is, to learn to, to believe your instinct. Because the way when my mom passed away, I had an instinct that something wrong gonna happen, but I actually neglected. And I wasn't supposed to do that. I believe if I didn't neglect that instinct, things wouldn't have been the same. So always, always follow your instinct because it's happening for a reason or for a purpose. And if you, if you try to catch it when it's too late, it's too late. You cannot change anything. So I believe your instinct you should always follow it and trust in your and trust in it. Mm -hmm. And twelve years ago today was when you became paralyzed. Is that right? Yes. And how did you find that transition? It's something that a lot of people are trying to work through at the moment when your life suddenly changes very dramatically. In your case, this is a much more extreme change. And um, 
something that must be extremely difficult. But 12 years on, how is your, yeah, how have you found that process of getting used to it? Uh, it wasn't easy. It, I had a lot of, of break, breaking down where I, I, I couldn't, uh, where I couldn't cope with what I was passing through. But when your back is toward the wall, there's no other option. You just need to keep going straight. You can you can cry, you can break things, you can shout at everyone, you can have fights with everyone, but that will never change anything. What the person should do when he is in such dilemma, just to accept the reality, embrace his pain, not to run away from his pain. Embrace your pain so hard till you cannot feel it anymore. Embrace your pain till it's almost, till it's not there anymore. Although it's there, but because you've been facing it, you'll not feel it anymore. Mm. So face your fear and don't run away from it because no matter how you run away, it's gonna keep on coming. So just face it and cope with it and get up, dressed up and fight and never give up. Thank you, Ahmed. Really appreciate you sharing with us today. Um, what is your favorite English dish since you've been in the UK? <laughs> English dish, uh, pie. I had the uh, pie and uh, when I went to, uh, to a friend of mine, uh, I think the area was uh, uh, to my, the house of my friend Lottie when I spent Christmas. Her mom made a really nice dish and amazing pie. So I think that was uh, the best English dish I ever had. Mm -hmm. And I want to say thank you to the to Loti and her family because I had the opportunity to spend the first proper Christmas in my life, like five days of pure Christmas. Great. Um, how are your friends and family getting on in Lebanon with the COVID pandemic at the moment? You know, just like all all uh, all the world. They are stuck in the house, trying to avoid going out. Uh, the situation in Lebanon right now is really hard, where Lebanon is facing uh, economic problems. So it's not easy, but they are managing it. They are being able to manage uh, this phase. That's great. Okay. Um, well, I think we're coming to the end of our 20 minutes. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to add, Ahmed? Uh, I want to say thank you. Thank you to you, Jess, for believing in me and for giving me the opportunity to be one of the members of uh, the family of Migrate. And uh, hope to see you again soon, guys, you and the rest of the, of the family. Okay, amazing. Thank you very much, everybody. And thank you so much, Ahmed. It's been really great to speak to you today. 
Thank we'll you, be Chelsea. back again next Monday at 5pm with a different My Grateful Chef, still to be confirmed. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Thanks.